The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special E3 presentation of PSVG, so it's not your typical show. We are in the midst of E3 and all the chaos that ensues with that, and, you know, knowing PSVG, this is probably one of the 75 podcasts that we're going to release this week for you. Uh, We're kicking things off here with Bethesda. I am joined this evening all the way from Board with Video Games, Kyle. I am so excited to be here. I get the podcast with Lucas. I am excited. Wow, way to bury the lead. Uh, hey, guys, <laughs> Lucas is making his debut back at PSVG after giving birth to his second child. Yes, I gave the birth, not mm-hmm. my wife. Um, it feels great to be back, you know? I, I feel like I, I hadn't been here for a long time, and I already had to leave you all. But uh, I think everyone can sh- share in Kyle's excitement to have me back. So, I I mean, it's just it's great. It's a great it's time. True. And I really didn't want to miss... E3, like how how bad would that have been to be like, hey, we're doing all these E3 shows, and you had a baby, so you don't get to be on one. Go take would, care of your family. It would have been pretty bad. It would have been pretty bad. But for me, I, for I do me. find I do find it's a little bit of backtracking based on what you said about us on Flux to Post. Just what I say, I say a lot. A lot of there's things. a lot of shade being thrown our way over here at PSVG Land. Well, you know, on that show, I play a character which spends <laughs> most of his time liking his co-host so fair enough fair enough it is funny though so you, so you say like hey you don't want to miss e3 because your child i actually missed my one chance to actually go to e3 oh. because of the birth of my first child oh and you still hold that over them right yep yep and it's when it was it was when an e3 used to be in new york so it was it was actually oh, reasonable closer. for me to get there yeah. yeah yeah that was that was on my other heydays of working for a uh, video game journalist site before the days of podcasting we won't get into that. That'll make Donnie jealous about my exes, you know. Did they come from Texas? I mean, all my exes come from Texas. As they should. <laughs> Fair. Talking to you, Callow. No. Um, so yeah, Bethesda happened tonight. We're hot off the the hour and a half long presentation. We weren't expecting to go on. It was a movie, is what it was. <laughs> it it was. It was quite long. Um, so we, we took a little break to uh, recuperate, rehydrate. Uh, let the dogs out. You might ask who let the dogs out. I think it was both Lucas and, and Kyle let the dogs out. Yes. Okay. True. See, that works. I don't have dogs. I don't need to let anything out. So, ha. Um, but we're going to break down the Bethesda recap, all the stuff that they talked about, and give kind of our impressions, our first thoughts, uh, if it tickles our fancy. Because there's some things here I, I don't think are going to tickle much, but maybe cause us to mock them and make fun of it a little bit. So, uh, let's uh, let's jump right in. So, one thing they Bethesda did again this year. Uh, they've done at least the last two years, if not three, actually. This was their fifth E3 showcase. Uh, was we'll start things off with like a little video kind of giving the background of some of their developers and employees, kind of talking about like, hey, I was a gamer, uh, you know, and then I eventually achieved my dream of working here. So, you know, one girl was like, I was 16 playing Fallout 3, and now I'm a 
co-developer in Fallout 76 and all these kind of things and, and really thanking the players and the gamers for what they do uh, for Bethesda and kind of give it a little, like, little warms and fuzzies before they dive into their showcase, which I think is a nice touch. It gives that human element to these big corporations we kind of forget that are actually comprised of of people despite what the internet tells us that they're all monsters and bad things and they don't give us what they want because we're entitled gamers um so yeah i I enjoyed that little thing it's you know it's not super long it's a minute or two but it's always kind of cool to see the background of some of the people that uh you know work on these games we enjoy yeah i think it's important to do something like that now where we are so cognizant about corporations and and what they do and their twitters and all this other stuff it's nice to put faces to corporations and be like hey like you said actual people work here you could work here i think it does a lot for people Mm. who want to go into the games industry you hear a lot of horror stories but you don't hear a lot of you know warm and fuzzies so it's nice to see that yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic between you know especially in the games press twitter you know before all the conferences started there was kind of that thread of hey remember these are commercials these are (laughs) you know the idea of people wanting you to buy these games yeah but then those are the same people who are also hey remember about the poor employees and their rough working conditions and all this other stuff and it's like you can't have i mean you're trying to have it both ways but you 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 kind of can't but but that does a nice job of show of being talking about yes we are going to try to show you the cool things that we're working on that we hope you give us money for but also here are the people who are making those things that are working really hard to try to make them for you so that's kind of a nice balance between the straight up and you can get it for a dollar versus hey here are the people who are making our games it's true it's true so they kick things off uh, well, I guess first we should say there's a theme of dragons throughout this presentation, <laughs> um, and we'll we'll get into that. But the first thing that was uh, officially announced and shown was uh, they talked about Elder Scrolls Blades again, um, and the announcement was, "Hey, it's coming to Switch." So, aka Switch Blades, as they called it on stage, which was ah. a little funny pun. Um, the mobile game is coming to Nintendo system with Joy-Con motion controls, which is pretty cool. Uh, this fall, it'll be free to play uh, as expected. Uh, it'll be cross play with mobile players and cross progression with the mobile version. So if you've already been playing on the phone, uh, you can pick up where you left off on the switch and the mobile version actually gets a new update tonight with a new dragon quest line, which is the first of the, the dragon announcements. So um, even though I do tend to try out kind of almost anything on mobile, I have not actually tried elder scrolls blades. I know people are having problems with it uh, when it first launched getting into matches. There was like long wait time. So I never even attempted to try um, but it's good to see them supporting Nintendo, which Bethesda's kind of almost made it a mission to really support Nintendo, whether it's with ports of older games or making sure their new stuff is coming out uh, on the platform. They brought, you know, Fallout Shelter to the Switch. They're bringing this to the Switch. Um, good precedence of trying to have their relationship with Nintendo. And while it may not be something for me, it was cool to see them still being innovative and, and kind of doing that whole play anywhere, play with everybody mentality. We're starting to see um, already between Microsoft and now Bethesda tonight. So, um, Lucas or Kyle, have either of you bothered playing it on the mobile yet? Well, I had to ask you what it was <laughs> when we were watching it, so that should answer that question. I am, I, I am slightly interested in it. Uh, I don't know if my phone could run it, honestly, or how well it could. Um, I'm not a big mobile gamer. Uh, the biggest, the most I've probably played was the Mortal Kombat fighting mobile game and that's only because it linked in with 
the game, uh, right. the games that they released, which it actually ended up not working anyway. So it was a big waste of time, but that kind of got me, but see the thing about mobile games is I get really into them for about a week yeah. and then they just sit on my phone and I'm like, why don't I have any space for anything? And then I realize I have all these games I don't play anymore. So the fact that it's coming to the switch does intrigue me, but it's starting to kind of feel like a mobile port dumping ground of mm. like, here's a free thing. So, you know, as long as it's quality, I will check it out. And if it is quality, then yeah, sure. Bring it, bring it to the switch. But it does kind of feel like everything just ends up getting ported there. Uh, if it's a mobile game, so that's a little worrisome, but uh, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out and report back. So, the fact that it has cross play and cross progression makes me probably twice as likely to try it okay. when it comes mm-hmm. to Twitch. My chances of trying it when I was mobile was about one percent, <laughs> I'm now up to two percent. This just isn't a game I'm interested in, um, but true. hey, I, I'll never say never, but this is just not. A, a game I have any interest in trying right now. That's fair. And speaking of games, nobody has any interest in trying. Fallout 76 was up next. <laughs> um, so th- this was funny for me because I'd said, and I was kind of on the record, I think a few times when people were asking about this, like, hey, what do you expect on the show for Fallout? And I said, well, I was in one of two mind states, really. And I kept flipping, flipping and flopping. Part of me didn't want them to talk about Fallout 76 at all if they didn't have something big or radical to make it change. Because I was like, let it just kind of go away at this point there's been a lot of press um you know with them saying hey we kind of knew it wasn't going to launch great and we knew it was tough we knew people may not like it you know so on and so forth and then part of me was like no you know man up to it accept that it wasn't great you know talk about it acknowledge it kind of deal and they almost did both um for me at least um so Bethesda acknowledged on stage that Fall 76 had a rough launch, uh, but they said, you know, thank you to the millions of people who play played it and still do play it and that the game has evolved over time, which it definitely has. Um, but now they're clear on setting their sights on the future uh, with a much, much requested feature, a new update called Wastelanders, which will add in computer-controlled NPC characters with full dialogue trees and a main quest and it's coming out this fall for free for anybody who has Fallout 76. Uh, their their statement was kind of, hey, the first year of this game was you emerging from the vault, which is true. So I, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think this was planned out from the start at all. Mm-hmm. But however, it fits nicely into the narrative of, hey, year one was you people coming out of the vault, which is 100% true based on the game. The reason there weren't NPCs was because you're one of the first people out of the vault. So that was their explanation of why you don't run into other people unless there were other vault dwellers that got out of the vault. But now it's a year in, so you started settling the wasteland, and people are starting to come out and live in an environment, and that's how these characters are now coming in. So it was a nice tie-in to get people to kind of buy, air quotes, the story here, that what they're trying to do. But they're giving us you know, some sort of main quest, and I think if this goes well and they get some good press off this, this may be something where we see a Destiny-like, I don't want to say reemergence, or it's going to be as great as destiny was by the end game, but it's clear that they acknowledge the mistakes. They're pivoting. They're trying to make something out of this and not give up on it, not make it free to play, which a lot of people were anticipating that they were just going to dump it, say, Hey, it's free. Everybody play it and just let it die. They're clearly invested in this and want to do something right by the gamers there. So I'm excited to see that. Now I know you guys aren't the, the fallout audience here at all, but did at least the narrative of, of what they're doing at least say, okay, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do here. Or is this really just them trying to do damage control? Um, no, I really do appreciate that they're doing something that I, I, I feel like 
that should have been part of it from the beginning. Even mm -hmm. if they would have, okay, I understand that the part of the narrative, I like the fact that they're brought that into the narrative of the game of what they did for the first year. But what makes me think that it's kind of BS is the fact that even so you could still set that up with limited um, NPCs limited, like say, Hey, here's a few things we're going to bring you. We're going to give you more of this in a year, but here's what it might look like uh -huh. and give you, I don't even care if it's like four NPCs or whatever, but I have a hard time believing that that was their intention. Um, but they did announce that it will be free to play for a week, basically mm -hmm. like a yep. trial. And I've always been kind of curious about this game. I, I do like fallout. I like the, the world and I like what they've done. I know some people weren't happy with, you know, fallout three, the departure from the isometric strategy game. Sure. Um, but I, I never minded it and I've played all of them. In fact, I recently played new Vegas, so Maybe. I would be <laughs> I would be looking or looking forward to getting into the game uh, once they actually bring that out. You know, uh, it, it's kind of unfortunate that the trial period won't have any of that, um, like the story stuff. Right. But uh, I haven't played it at all. So I guess if I think it feels pretty good, I could set it aside after the, the week and say, OK, this will be on my radar once that comes out. I see a few reviews. But uh, it's kind of good timing, though, with like Anthem kind of being on the rocks. And I think a lot of people are kind of done with Division 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think they could kind of jump in and say, hey, we've got this going on now. Come check us out. Yeah. I, Fallout's never been a series I've been huge in. I have dabbled and, I, and tried them. I just never really enjoyed the feel of sure. Fallout games. It's just not mm -hmm. my thing. I, re I understand that others adore them. Just kind of not my, my jam. But kind of like Lucas was saying, the fact that Anthem has really seemed to fall off the edge of this cliff here. Division 2 seems to be in a natural lull right now. There is some definitely hype around Destiny 2, but that definitely seems hype for maybe two months from now. Right. Yeah. This seems like a good time for them to try to jump in. And I think having this free week trial, I might jump in and try it and give it a whirl, see how it is. So, yeah, I, I like the fact that they acknowledge that, hey... We made some missteps, but here's what we've done to improve it up till now. And here's what we're going to do moving forward to try to make it even a better experience. And it all is going to still continue to be free updates. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, as we as they mentioned, the uh, the free trial will be from June 10th to June 17th. If you're listening to it, you can download it and uh, give it a shot. And but that wasn't it. But that's not all. Mm. It's getting a battle royale mode, too, mm. because. Everything has a battle royale mode. So a new game mode called Nuclear Winter is a 52-player battle royale mode uh, born from the Fallout universe, as they say, uh, and also born from the success of Fortnite. Um, a sneak peek of Nuclear Winter will be available during the free-to-play period as well, so we'll be able to try that out. Um, the story is, is basically you're trying to become the overseer of a certain vault, but hey, you have to be the best to be that person. So they didn't get into a to whole ton of details. The trailer made it look like it would still be uh, team-based and so on and so forth, where people were helping other players. Um, so it may not be a one, you know, one last man standing. It might be a team standing. It might be, you know, you turn at certain points. I don't really know, uh, but that will be available during the sneak peek as well. Um, Lucas, I know you're not a battle royale person at all. So this, this does nothing for you, right? Well, I appreciate that they kind of didn't just throw it in and that there's a story reason for it. So I, I, I like that, but it really does feel like they're jumping the shark with this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's like 
kind of ballsy to do it or if it's kind of like they're just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks, sticks. like sure. i don't know we're in trouble right now just psh, battle royale sure why not i'll be curious to see how this integrates with the rest of the game though yeah so but so, yeah i probably won't be playing, no, <laughs> playing that I portion so. either way so kyle you're officially retiring from overwatch now and switching purely over to this right no not at all Oh, okay, just <laughs> I, I play. I, yeah, I dabble in a battle royale from every now and then, as long as that battle royale is called Apex Legends. <laughs> right, That's about it. Outside of that, I'm I don't really enjoy them all that much. And my biggest thing is, like I said before, I I never have really enjoyed the feeling of Fallout. So I'm not sure that I want to do that in a competitive mode, like a battle royale yeah well that was kind of what we had mentioned was like fallout is the last it's so game so, i would think of so clunky, like, yeah, yeah and melee oh melee just can, does not seem like it's going to be good there can you i wonder can you use vats and in, in battle royale that'd be horrible like you'll be able to do that pause thing and target people like it's oh. got it's got to be something unique that they they have to speed it up i think or they got to do something i don't know it's, it's very awkward weird decision for them i think but well, it just goes on with the rest of the decisions they've made in the past. So. I guess you're right. But, <laughs> but you know what? For me, a, a Fallout loyalist, it's got to be at least interesting enough. And I've been thinking seriously, again, all seriousness, the last couple of weeks to, about going back to 76 only because they've done so many expansions and updates since then that they haven't gotten a lot of press for. Like almost every month they've been releasing new story, new quest missions, new tweaks and stuff like that. Like they've added a lot of content already that they haven't gotten a lot of press for that I kind of wanted to check out. And now this stuff is clearly the most exciting stuff that they've added. But um, they kind of had me thinking about going back. But now for sure, I'm, I'm going to go back and check it out and see you know what's changed i'll probably start over though to a new character because at this point i'm not gonna remember anything from what i did so um anyway so yeah moving on the next thing that they talked about was probably one of the most intriguing things at least for me was um shinji mikami came up you know head of uh, tango gameworks who had been working on the evil within prey i'm uh, not prey sorry the evil within before they're back with a in their own words a new kind of action adventure game um it's they showed just the trailer for it. We didn't see any gameplay, but it's called Ghostwire Tokyo, um, where people kind of like we're having this paranormal experience. Almost people are just kind of, as Lucas said during the stream, being raptured, uh, where their clothes <laughs> are just falling, they just yeah. disappear. And we see a cloaked character with a bow and arrow and some sort of like almost force like powers um, fighting these types of like zombie horde demon type things coming out. I don't know. I, I think we, I just kind of speak for all of us here that we have no clue what the game actually is, but all three of us were like, this looks freaking cool. I'm, I'm in, I'm down. So um, Kyle, any other elaboration you have on this? Nope. No idea what it is by currently in the running for favorite trailer of E3 thus far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I think it looks interesting, but that sad dog, you know, that's that's yeah. really what's going to do it for me. So I'm going to save that dog, get the game, save the dog, save the world. Pet the dog. <laughs> Press E to pet. <laughs> don't pay. Don't pay your respects. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely one of the coolest things we saw there, I think, at, at all. And then came the stream of uh, Elder Scrolls news besides Blades. Um, so they jumped into one second here, Elder Scrolls Online news, which they talk about kind of every year, um, but clearly is big. It gets bigger every year. They talk about how many players there were again. Um, it's getting a new 
uh, dungeon DLC adventure uh, called Scale Breaker. And people kind of went nuts for it. This is on top of the elsewhere that just came out uh, for them. And it showed dragons and cat people fighting dragons. And it was a really, really long cinematic trailer for this um, game that we didn't see any actual gameplay footage of whatsoever. It's kind of the story of the night. That exact sentence is just a lot of game, not no gameplay trailers, just cinematics. Uh, has me a little worried. I mean, that was the story, though. Even in Microsoft's press conference, it was a lot of cinematic trailers. I mean, maybe it's always been that way, but it is nice to see a gameplay demo once in a mm-hmm. while. Because even if you know, being the jaded older person I am now, older gamer. It, it's still nice to see what they are intending for the game mm-hmm. to be, even though, you know, now there's the discussion of, well, you know, that's just a E3 demo that we hastily crafted for, for E3. And, you know, we didn't have the rest of the game done at all, but at least, you know, their intent right. and you know what it could look like, you know, maybe there will be puddles, maybe there won't be puddles. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I don't know what Ghostwire is. I don't know. We had third person, probably. That's about the only thing I could tell you. Action yeah. game. Yeah, it most That's likely. It. It's. I mean, it, they said similar uh, in gameplay style as The Evil Within. So, yeah, it'd have to be a third person, like over the shoulder type, you know, Resident Evil classic type uh, thing. But I would imagine it's got to move faster, I would think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Elder Scrolls news continued with talking about Elder Scrolls Legends, the mobile game again. Um, the new expansion for it will be available on June 27th called Moons of Elsewhere, uh, continuing that theme of, hey, they're adding dragons to this card-based game. <laughs> that had a really weird medieval Starbucks commercial intertwined with it, which was fun. Weird. Yeah. yeah. It was. It spoke to the hip and trendy youth of our The ute. Nation. The ute. The ute. The ute. Um, and then they made a quick mention of, hey, we're still hard at work on the next Elder Scrolls game. Um, and they also said they're still hard at work on Starfield, but they weren't going to show or say anything about those games at all. But they just wanted to mention like, hey, we're still working on it. Still a thing, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad they didn't. I mean, let's face it. They're years away. So next oh. gen, next gen. So yeah. don't show me. Exactly. Um, and then continuing and kind of wrapping up their whole mobile strategy that Bethesda clearly had this year, which as much as we mocked them for, they they mentioned numbers and their mobile games do do extremely well. So I can't fully blame them for wanting to do this. But E3 is mm-hmm. kind of a weird place to to showcase this stuff. Uh, but Commander Keen is coming back. So it's software from the early 90s. Um, they're bringing back Commander Keen. So they described it as a classic Saturday morning cartoon in a free-to-play mobile game form. It's a modern take on the very old inside scroller um, Commander Keen, uh, where Billy and Billy, the children of the old school Commander Keen, uh, so the great-great-grandchildren of uh, BJ Blazkowicz, then if you really want to break it down that way, um, <laughs> in this kind of weird puzzle game, kind of item-based action puzzle game. I don't know. You build contraptions to move through levels. So. I was really hoping this was going to be a, an action platformer. Me too. Like the old games uh, brought into the newer, you know, the newer generation and maybe looked more like a Rayman Legends or like that type of because the sure. cartoony That'd stuff that they show you looks awesome. And then you see the game and you're like, what am I looking at? What, what, what am I doing? Where's the game? I just see icons everywhere. It's very confusing. 
Give her I a, don't know what I'm looking at. I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> um, it's getting a soft launch this summer on iOS and Android, and Kyle has pre-registered to play it. That's what I heard. That wow. is that is false. Then that why is, do you have a Commander Keen poster in the background? Why are you hey. wearing the helmet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that this is not broadcast live because <laughs> I would have been outed at this point regarding my love for Commander Keen and this game. But you're safe. <laughs> for now. For nobody, now. Nobody knows. Um, so yeah, Commander Keen, it's a thing. Look for it. Um, next up was kind of the most vague announcements, I think, out of everything is uh, Rage 2's expansion. Uh, Rise of the Ghosts. Oh, yeah. uh, new places to go, new things to shoot, new things to ride on. You can be in a mech. You can ride a motorcycle. Um, all they said, it'll, it'll be out later this year. Um, I questioned whether or not it's paid DLC or free, but as Kyle brought up on the stream that the, the collector's edition of the um, game itself said it contains a season pass, which kind of makes me wonder because I don't know about you guys, based on what we saw here, and we've all played the game. Is this worth like a season pass? Like it looks like it's just more vehicles and one new kind of enemy. It doesn't sound like a DLC to me. Yeah, I it'll be interesting because I know in the deluxe edition or whatever it is, it says that there's a a piece or like a DLC package, if you would, but it doesn't sound like it was multiple iterations, just one. Here's this extra thing you're gonna get at some point. And, and, you know, with my time with, time with Rage 2, if they had DLC that let me just do the combat a lot, I might play that. Hmm. If it's a DLC that has a story or something, I probably won't play that. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's the problem is that I there was when I was playing the game, I ran into a bug where all the NPC audio didn't work. Oh, God. I ran into some audio issues as well, actually. Yeah, so there was a significant part of the story that I played that I don't know what anyone said, but I didn't care enough to fix that problem. <laughs> yep. So I just, the, their mouths were, the lip sync was there. The mouths were moving, but I could not hear a word that was being said, mm-hmm. but I just followed along and said, okay, where do I get to go shoot things at next? So <laughs> tell me if, what to shoot. <laughs> right. So this is some sort of arena thing. I'm probably in, if it's a story thing, I don't care too much. Well, it did say there was a new enemy or what, mm-hmm. like that new group or whatever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like almost, walkers. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if they just are going to reveal the story side in a different trailer that mm. will release, but that would be a weird way to do it. I'm thinking it's probably because they wanted to like focus on, Hey, here's all the stuff you get to the weapons. You get to shoot the people you get to shoot them at. Hey, you can ride a mech. And that's a lot easier to make snappy and attractive than, a story trailer at least it seems like that's the case for rage 2 because i don't know they they market this thing they completely totally. differently than what the game is actually like or, so. i agree 100 and whoever does their marketing is great because it, it was a hilarious like tv 80 sitcom trailer type thing so it was yeah. very well done but you're right it's like after wretched i'm like what what do we see i don't know and it's later this year is it just so not ready or not done that they couldn't show you or give you a story like i don't know like right there's got to be something you're right it's a new enemy so they have to give you some sort of stories to who these people are why they're here why we don't like them something i don't know like well you won't be able to know because the audio will will glitch out <laughs> that's true it's just like i don't know they're just different colored enemy shoot them they're dead racist why are you always gonna bring bring race into it you brought color into it i meant their clothes oh they clearly 
wore different colors. That's how they you didn't know wear the neon pink and blue that every enemy wears. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so moving on off Rage Two, then Wolfenstein. That's like yeah. the game of July. Uh, they talked about two separate experiences. Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, which is a VR game coming in July, will put you in the role of a hacker in the French Resistance. And then Wolfenstein Youngblood is a co-op shooter in which you play as BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters. That's coming July 26. So two different uh, experiences in VR. Now, see, here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys know. The VR game, is that also on like PSVR or is this only on Steam? Or like, I don't know what where you play the VR one with uh, for Wolfenstein. Yeah. Like, is it Oculus only? Is it, you know, Vive? Is it PSVR? Like, They've I been really weird with the Bethesda VR stuff in general, because it seems like if it Skyrim and fallout were pretty popular, but the other ones they made like doom didn't really do that well. And it kind of got buried. I feel like, and mm. everyone forgot about it. And I didn't even know they did a Wolfenstein one to be honest with you. So uh, is that says- what the, it looks is like that- PC and PSVR for this one. Sorry. Both of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, that, yeah. So that covers, I mean, you would hope, right? You That's what I would think, but they never said, of- so I didn't know. Like, yeah, I didn't even know it was VR to be honest with you. <laughs> well, it's I was there hard watching it. Well, it's kind of hard to showcase that in a trailer. Like, that's what I feel. Like. I think that's why it's really weird that they're doing like a VR showcase this year, because like you can't get that from watching a trailer. Like you don't, fully get what that looks like how they that need, works like it's they tough. need to show the trailer and it's looking all cool and then you just cut to some guy with like it's just like no music anymore and they're just gyrating around a room and <laughs> you know looking like a complete fool <laughs> or or they mail us all the red and blue 3d glasses and we watch the trailer oh, like those things that would be I like cool. where your head's at that's actually 3d and not vr <laughs> that's all you need it's all you see you're watching a trailer what else are you gonna have head tracking i want to be able to look away from the screen <laughs> i want to look away from the trailer <laughs> this doesn't interest me you can do that in real life you can still do it wearing 3d glasses you look away um, i want to do it in the game oh okay fair um but young blood looks pretty cool um i kind of we all commented that you know it looks like it's gonna be a faster pace uh game because bj blaskowitz is obviously like a bigger slower moving guy um and this is his twin daughters that are on a search rescue for him uh in a nazi controlled uh paris so different setting uh than the last game uh different time frame set in the 1980s uh this time um but yeah co-op you can play the game completely cooperative or you can play it single player um i thought it looked pretty cool i know donnie has it already pre-purchased for us on xbox so we'll be playing that cooperatively together thanks game share um, but yeah, do, I know Kyle, you're a big fan of Wolfenstein. So this one, you, you pumped or I am pumped. And you also hear the news that they oddly didn't talk about in the press conference no. that it comes with a buddy pass. Oh yeah. Oh, right. I remember I that. that. But I yeah. 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 So if you buy it, you can give the buddy pass to someone to play it with you without having to purchase the game as well. And I'm really surprised they did not focus on that or even mention that again. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. Definitely a big fan of these newer Wolfenstein games. So this is kind of the one game this summer that is a probably for sure that I'm going to play. That's a big commitment. Probably for sure. Probably for <laughs> sure. Definitely. Maybe might right. go ahead and play that. If there's Correct. time. Correct. Uh, the The real question here though is when's it hitting have... humble bundle so you can play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I'll play it in five years from now. Uh, are you guys a Jessica or Sophia fan? Because I mean, you got two ladies Two luscious ladies of death and destruction. I mean, I don't know who's one. who, but I thought the brunette, I, brunette looked cooler to me. 
I don't know. The, I don't know which one that is. I'm looking at the wiki because I was like, do they have names? I don't know what their names oh, are. Oh, yeah, no, they, they said at the beginning. One wears red and black and one wears... I'm very curious about what people are wearing. That's apparently the first <laughs> thing I see. <laughs> jackets, a lot of jackets in this and and suits. So Not which one is it? Power suits. Uh, um, it doesn't. It doesn't say. <laughs> it just lists them. So you ask which one we we would play, and then we answer, and you still don't know which one we would play. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. exactly. Fair enough. I will. I will understand your answer in due time when all the pieces come together. So when I play the game, and I can actually tell you who's who. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, we forgot to mention that uh, if you haven't watched the Bethesda conference, you should because there is a significant amount of awesome jackets worn throughout that press conference. Oh, so many, so many jackets. Um. Next game. This one was another interesting one, kind of uh, unexpected, I think, too. We hadn't heard anything about this, but we'd all been wondering and kind of uh, speculating what Arcane was working on uh, prior to this conference. They've been quiet since Prey. Uh, so as you know, Arcane worked on Dishonored and uh, Prey. Um, the new game is being described as a mind-bending story with meticulously designed levels. Uh, all be about playing the way you want to play. Uh, and the, res- the story revolves around time loops. Uh, nothing else was given other than a trailer, no date, no anything, but it's called Death Loop, uh, where two characters, a male and female, seem hell-bent on killing each other over and over and over again in weird and different ways. So not really much to go on as far as substance, but once again, another really cool trailer that definitely has me interested in this one uh, down the line when, when we learn more, I guess, eventually. Wouldn't it be cool if this game was a co-op game that you experience the story with someone else, even though you're fighting, you, you both play one of the main characters. Ooh, but it's story driven still, not just multiplayer, come back, play the levels with somebody else. That would be cool. Pretty cool. That's a really cool idea. So like you tackle each level and depending on who actually wins that story, then turns in that favor, I guess for the next level. Like, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. That's interesting. I like that a lot. You should design games. C- call me Bethesda. We'll That's talk right. out the details. Well, I just I mean, that whole video at the beginning of Bethesda dollars. was people who played the games and then worked for them. So That's you true. halfway there. Oh, but if I if I give them the idea, I have to be in one of their videos and I'll have to be like, hey, I was just a guy who came up with an idea on a podcast and they bought it. But you, then you, you get be... a jacket. Oh, my gosh. You're right. I don't think I could pick just one. I would have to ask for at least two different jackets. You're like, I need two. One for E3 and then one for post-E3 media interviews. <laughs> I, need some, I need somebody following me wa- around with a handful of jackets. And for each, like, throughout interview. my day. We're in different jackets. Yeah. Give me my interview jacket. No, not that one. The red one. Every <laughs> time for death loop, every loop, you should get to pick a new jacket to wear. Ooh, <laughs> that's and great. that signifies... That it's a new loop. That's how that's you can a tell. Pre-order, that's a pre-order DLC pack for sure. I Get will say, you know, between Ghostwire Tokyo, which we have really no idea what the game mm-hmm. is or what it does, and Deathloop, which we really still don't know exactly what the game is. Or, those were mm-hmm. some really great trailers, though. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. The game might not be good, but those were two really great trailers. You know they were good trailers because we all stopped talking and we just were, were watching what yeah. was going on. Yeah. <laughs> That happened a lot. Anytime it was a good trailer, we were just quiet. Um, so the next announcement was a little weird. Um, 
they announced new technology, which they kind of set up for a while uh, with the guys talking about, you know, how games are streamed and the whole focus on cloud and how it was really dependent on the hardware. And they wanted to design something that made it dependent on software. Um, so they announced a new software technology called Orion. Uh, it's software developed by id uh, and implemented at the game engine level that lets games stream with much lower latency it's supposed to help players stream games at maximum settings even if your family is sucking up all the bandwidth as i said so as donnie said like hey he cut off the internet to his whole house so that we could stream it to twitch uh you wouldn't have to do that uh or if you live far away from an actual data center um you can actually test it out now uh, if you go to doom slayer is Doom Slayers Club Slayers SlayersClub.com. You can get a free copy of the last uh, Doom game and being able to play it and stream it to your tablet or phone and test out Orion. So we talked a little bit about it on the stream and how this was an interesting announcement and it looked great. So if you have not seen the trailer, they demoed it live on stage and a girl was playing bass with a cell phone attached to the, uh, an Xbox controller and it looked incredible. There was zero latency. It ran super smooth. Now, yes, that can all be faked. I get that. But it looked real, and I got to take it at face value for what they showed us. Yeah, this seems like a great idea that could be implemented in these things we're seeing between Google Stadia announcement and Xbox's press conference with XCloud. This could be a great money maker for Bethesda to have to license out to other developers to make their game easier to stream. Um, smart business move, but it was a little unexpected to see something like this announced at like an E3 because. We're all about the games and like they're talking about technology, which kind of goes over the head of a lot of people. Yeah, it's like they were talking to developers and publishers and stuff and not it's like, hey, this is a huge stage to to speak to these people who are all here. So hmm. maybe that's why. But it didn't seem like it warranted two extra people coming out to talk about it. You know what I mean? Sure. But I know I'm excited to implement it in my game. <laughs> Your, your new uh, Deathloop game? <laughs> uh, no, uh, straight, it's called Straight Jacket now. Oh, because you, just, it'll have more jackets. Yeah. Okay, that works. Um, and then the, the last game that they showed kind of to round things up, which we were all expecting, it was kind of highlighted all over downtown Los Angeles on buildings. Doom Eternal is dated November 22nd, as they described as an ultimate power fantasy, which you'll not only go to hell, as expected in a Doom game, but to heaven as well. Adding a multiplayer oh. mode called Battle Mode, which has two players controlling demons versus one player controlling the Doom guy and a first-person arena fighter type thing where the demons have like these different abilities and stuff like that to try and trap and beat the Doom guy. Um, this game looks glorious in all of its Doom-like fantasies. The ultra-over-the-top violence and weapons and uh, enemy designs were incredible. Uh, ran super smooth, as we expect now at this point from Doom games. Um and all three of us, once again, were really quiet during a trailer, except to go, ooh, when something got messed up in a unique way. Yeah. Uh, it, the the game looks like the games they they make for movies when it's not a real game. And yes. you look at it and you're just like, that's not real. That looks pre-rendered. It's how good, that's how far we've come now. It's, it's crazy. But yes, it looks great. And I like what they've done. Uh, I... You know, I haven't done too much looking into Doom and Eternal. I loved the original Doom, so I wanted to just kind of be surprised, I guess, when I saw it. And it just looks like more of the game, but expanded in the lore and and that kind of thing. So I'm just I don't know. It just it has me excited because I've been wanting to replay Doom and I probably will sure. before yeah. this comes out. And I have a lot of time. New November, I think it said. 
So, but yeah, this looks really, really good. And it is nice to see some multiplayer uh, stuff added into it because with Doom, it was kind of like I, I beat it and then I was done with it. So I did some of the trials or whatever, but um, well, that makes sense. Plus, I mean, it has a it has a sweet ass collector's edition with that helmet. Yeah, I don't think my head would fit in it, to be honest with you. I have a fat head, but uh, <laughs> it's not a one size fits all situation here. But that that did look cool. And you notice they did not promise a canvas bag. Yes, they were no. careful about that. Learn from they, your mistakes. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, Kyle, you your impressions on Doom. Get the helmet is made out of paper mache. Uh, <laughs> no, it'll fit. Then you can just stretch it. Cool. No, it's true. Yeah, it's a cool collector's edition that I won't get because I also have a very large head, so that won't happen. But <laughs> this game looks awesome. Really impressed with what they showed. I think there was that moment, you know, when they were doing just the platforming section of, hey, look at all the ways you're going to traverse the world that I was a little curious where exactly that was going. But when they showed yeah. it fully incorporated with the game and what the gameplay looks like, I get it. And I'm excited for this. It's up there on my list of anticipated games for the fall for sure. November got really busy though, really quickly in the last yep. couple of days. So it's something I want to play. I wish I'm not necessarily really interested in the multiplayer. I probably would try it, sure. but I would love to know a little more about breadth and depth of that campaign. And am I going to spend $60 on this? Or is this something I might pick up on game play on game pass in February? Mm. That's my only concern. I want to give them money, but I also know I'm probably going to be playing a lot of other stuff around that time. So is this the thing that's going to rise to the top? That I haven't fully decided, but it looks amazing. And it's true because Bethesda games typically drop kind of quick to at least that $40 level, which you're right, which is like, okay, well, if I'm paying 40 in February or it's on Game Pass, even better. You know, I, I don't think it'll hit Game Pass that quick, but I, I can almost guarantee it'll be with $40 by February, March, I think easily. Um, right. Which, yeah, it's true. Um, so to kind of recap, that was the last announcement they had there. I think overall is a pretty solid show, but if you think about it and you start dissecting what's there, everything we're getting other than Doom Eternal, I think, if I'm reading this all correct, we already have, and they're just working on expansions and enhancements to stuff that's already existing, whether it's you know Blades coming to Switch, which, yes, that's new, but that's a game that's been existing. The updates to Fallout 76 are super exciting, but it's free to everybody who has Fallout 76 already. I'm not sure that's going to sell games. Maybe. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, we're getting Doom this year. We know that. So that that's the, the one thing that's exciting. Not the one thing that's exciting. The one thing that is new that's coming. Mm-hmm. But everything else seems to be expansions. Rage 2, uh, Fallout 76, you know, Elder Scrolls Blades. Like That's all stuff we already know about. And then some really promising trailers for stuff we don't even know the year that it's going to be dropping. That's true. I, I think we're also in that time between consoles right now. Absolutely. You know, holiday 2020, Xbox talked about during their conference that is when Scarlet's going to come out. So I think this is kind of to be expected. This yeah. is kind of what we're going to get, I think, from a lot of people uh, for this E3. All right. Give me give me time to work on my uh, backlog that I won't actually get to. <laughs> <laughs> Got to cancel Humble Mundle Monthly if you want to catch up on that uh, backlog. Yeah, that I... I've thought about it, but I can't. I'm addicted at this point. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If I had a better PC, I'd be there with you. But um, so, yeah, overall, I think it was a decent show by Bethesda. Um, definitely had its moments that got me excited for things, especially with the fall and stuff. Um, 
but yeah, looking forward to more E3 stuff. And and like Kyle said, I think this is all the year about tempering expectations as far as to what we're going to get right away to play versus what we're going to be playing at the end of next year, early the year after that, depending on your situation, whether you're not running out buying a, a next gen console right away or waiting a little bit. Um, and I will say, honestly, just because you brought up Kyle, that date for Xbox, that's a lot later than the rumors we were hearing. We were hearing, you know, oh, it's going to be spring. Mm-hmm. It's like, no holiday. Okay, it's not even fall. It's, you know, late in the right. year for next year. So that definitely gives uh, PlayStation some time to unveil and talk about what they have next. And even Nintendo for that, that matter and that, you know, half jump we expect to come out of their consoles. It's true. It's true. Can you, Indeed. I mean, can we grade the, I mean, this is the internet. We we're breaking down a presentation. We have to give it a grade. Otherwise people won't know what we thought. Well, Kevin? I mean, they, they didn't give us anything. We didn't get anything for free. Uh, you know, the internet's already claiming that fallout. That's just the stuff we should have had. So minus again, 10 entitlement. points. Yep. Uh, trailers, but no gameplay or dates. So that's going to be another minus 10. That's um, minus 20 in my book. Okay. That's fair. Reach to DLC. You got to pay for, which nobody wants to pay anything extra for it. Um, so that's minus five, at least a uh, bunch of mobile games, minus 50 points. <laughs> yeah, I hate um, mobile. minus 100. Okay. That's, that's it. And then uh, doom eternal. What 20 points st- positive. What, are we, what were we starting at? 100? Zero. Zero. It's like golf. <laughs> oh, sorry, zero. Right. Yeah. Really, okay. but it's like golf, except for negative score isn't good. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not really like golf. <laughs> but overall, I will say, I was not disappointed with this presentation. I'm happy with what they showed. Uh, you kind of expected, like we said, half, you know, we're in a weird stage. We're waiting on the next console. So I think it was good. It's a pipeline for the future. They have some promising titles in the works going forward, and we know they still have Starfield. They still have Elder Scrolls on top of what we saw tonight shown for the first time. So I think they're showing next year uh, as these new consoles are launching, they're going to have a strong lineup again, probably similar to what they had last year and the year before where they're kind of releasing almost too many games around the same time frame. Uh, you think was last time they did, they released like Doom, The Evil Within 2, Wolfenstein, and there was something else like all within the same three months, and that mm-hmm. got too crowded. I hope they just kind of stay away from that. But I think that's what we'll be expecting in next E3 is almost everything we've seen so far will be dated and shown again. I think my overall takeaway is that I haven't seen the other. Honestly, this is the first one I've watched. Sure. But it's kind of refreshing going from last year to watching this one. They didn't really waste any time. And I really appreciate Very that. Very true. No, nothing was cringeworthy. Um, not, they didn't waste anybody's time. Uh, they did they weren't putting out a front. I felt like they were very much, you know, open to their audience. And mm-hmm. I appreciated that. I really did. It was kind of refreshing. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it was maybe a touch longer than I would have liked for the number of games they talked about. Yeah, sure. But because I, they weren't that they were very similar in time to Xbox and Xbox talked about 60 games and they talked about a dozen ish. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean that, I want trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer, but I would have been happy if it had been 15 or 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, I could agree with that. Very Mm -hmm. fair. Very fair. All right, everybody. I think that wraps it up for our Bethesda coverage. So make sure you stay tuned uh, to our feed as we're dropping more and more of these, as these press conferences go on over the next couple days. So thank you for tuning everybody. Never stop gaming. Thank you.
This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.